So it always comes back to either them asking me to tell them how I can help them. Otherwise, if you don't want me to help you, it's not that much of a pain point. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Reagan, and you've discovered Unicorns Unite. This is a podcast for freelancers, service providers, virtual assistants, and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually. We're the magic makers, movers and shakers, and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses. Welcome to Unicorns Unite. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Emily Reagan. I've been freelancing in the online digital workforce for about 12 years now. And now I teach my friends, my military spouse friends, my mom friends, women starting their second career, how to become a part of this digital economy. And I focus on digital marketing implementation skills, doing the support work behind the scenes to help online businesses grow. So it's really fun work to me. This is more than just being an admin, but you're going to see here on this podcast, we talk to all different types of digital service providers, freelancers, virtual assistants, all kinds of different business models and types. And it's just so inspiring to hear how other freelancers do things and to pick their brain and learn from them. So you can fast track in your own business not make the same mistakes, you know the drill. Today, I have a very special interview with Alexandria Cox. She is a unicorn in her own right. A unicorn is a mix of different skill sets that don't always come together. And my whole thing with that is business owners can't always afford to hire 15 different people who are specialized. I get a lot of smaller business owners, course creators, business coaches, micro-influencers, bloggers, membership site owners. They're looking to build a team, but they're looking for their first hire or second hire, and it needs to be somebody who can wear multiple hats. And the thing is, a lot of people don't cut it. A lot of people only do one thing, one service. Some people are only admin, and that's why I call this person who can do a variety of digital marketing tasks the unicorn. Alexander's a unicorn because she is known for helping with launches, website design, and copywriting. You'll piss off copywriters talking about this because they think only they can do it. But the truth is some of us are multi-passionate and multi-talented. And Alexandria is also a tech whisperer, which I love. So she helps create and build the marketing funnels. So she does it all. And today I invited her to talk about discovery calls. She is going to share insight on how to make it an effective process so it doesn't stress you out how to ace the discovery call without feeling like you have to talk about yourself all the time, actually land the gig. We're going to talk about how to pre-qualify your clients. We're going to talk about automations and confirmations and reminders, all the stuff that should be happening at the front end of this process, and all the stuff you probably don't want to think about because you're so sweating the actual call and sounding smart and articulate and confident. So this episode is for you. I also want to encourage you to go back and listen to a previous episode with Grace Fortune, where we talk about four freelancer processes, and that's episode number 78, just a couple episodes ago, but that's very much related to what we're talking about today. So without further ado, let's jump into the interview with Alexandria. everyone. We are live today with Alexandria Taylor-Cox. I'm so excited to have her here today because she is a digital marketing strategist and consultant, and she has so much to share with you. Tell everyone hello and where you're from and a little bit about you. Hi, everyone. I'm currently in Florida, but I'm, of course, from one of those cold states and then moved down here. I'm from, originally from Ohio, right from the mistake on the lake. 
lovely Cleveland. And I am a launch strategist and digital marketer who loves helping female entrepreneurs, especially with service-based businesses, create simple systems and strategies that they can run their business without really having to run themselves ragged. And that's really one of my biggest things and the best impact that I can have for someone is to be able to get a full-time income without necessarily working full-time. Amen. Amen. Will you tell everyone, like, what's your background? Like, I don't know the story about you. So I'm so excited to like chat it out. But how, like, what, like, did you go to school? Like what, how did you start in this world and how did this become your like career? So it's, if I look at my entire life, it's been like a long time coming. So I was that person who would code MySpace profile. So like forever ago, forever ago. And I would do the um, figuring out little things to be able to make myself look unique online and just joining platforms well before I was supposed to like got on Facebook and had to lie about my age type of before. So like, I've just been doing social media for the longest. And I mean, like I grew up with the age of dial up and then with going from creating websites and realizing like, okay, this is something that I can do with helping people and getting to that point where some point where I was still working, serving tables, waitress, because I've been doing that for all of my life. I started on the side doing websites and that wasn't really a passion for me. It was just like something that I was capable of doing that not a lot of people could do. And then I got to this point where, you know, what? it's kind of fun. Let me go to, let me do like a school on the side because people are saying the internet's going to be what blows up and blah, blah, blah. Of course, I didn't know how to market myself. And so I did the classes. I went through um, one of those like online schools that teaches you just the technical skills, did it and then got out of it. And I was like, okay, well, I can't find a job because I don't know how to market myself. I don't know how to tell someone like, I didn't go to college for this, but I do have this like little certification that would make it so I can actually do the thing. So I finally decided, went back to school for actual psychology when I finally got to the college age and then did a marketing minor went to doing social media at some point in time. And I've just been all over the place. And then finally, I just had one day where I was like, let me just try an online business. And I got into, I did it from a passion project standpoint, which is what people okay. do. They either do something that they're really good at or they do it from a passion project standpoint. I did a passion project. I did mindset and manifestation. And when I finally was like, okay, I'm getting this, I'm getting this. Now let me take all these mini courses and all these templates and start applying this to my business. So $27 a year, $900 there, like just started doing all these projects and finally got to the point where I was like, oh yeah, I know, I know how to market myself. Yes. Started doing it. Started having a little bit of success. Started realizing everybody that was coming to me was like, oh, how did you do this with that landing page? How did you do this? How did you make this? Who did you go to for this? Like, oh, I did it. Oh, can you get on a call? Like, cool. Sure. Fine. Teach you that. Like, did you want to do mindset manifestation? No, I just needed the marketing stuff. And I'm like, oh, maybe this is what I'm actually good at. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> go right back there. And so finally realized like, you know what, let's take an actual certification. Let's make sure that I know all of the actual groundwork, let's make sure I know the whole things. And then ended up a certified master marketer through Funnel Gorgeous and was like, yes, now I know that I'm doing something that I'm passionate about, that I know can impact other people's lives that I'm excited about. And it's been working ever since. Oh my gosh. What a fun story. I could relate to that so much. I was the, the nerd playing on Angel Fire like coding my own websites, like very basically, like that's going to date me a little bit, but it just was always in me to kind of do that stuff. So it's kind of funny to hear you say that. And yet that is what people struggle with all of the time. Like I'm still doing that and still kind of like wonder, I'm like, aren't there better people out there who can help you, but okay, I'll help you. <laughs> 
So what does your business look like now? Like what, what are you doing for clients mainly? So I do still do a decent amount of like project done for you stuff because I'm trying to make the biggest impact and I'm not, I'm not sold on creating a course for myself. And that's because most of the skills that I've learned and that I apply and the frameworks are from other people. So Mm -hmm. I'm not ready to go like, here's a course and just regurgitate what other people have taught me. And I haven't put in my own spin on it, which is what's, what you usually find is that you might find that like two courses are very similar, but it's like hearing someone else's voice in the chorus, they have a little bit of a different yeah. twang, a little bit of a different um, decibel, whatever it is that makes it unique to them and makes it hit with the right person. I haven't gotten that much of a difference yet to the point where I'm like, let me build a course. But my way of making it so I'm making a bigger impact is that instead of just doing done for you, which takes up a lot of my time, I'm doing a lot of um, done with you types of services where at the end of it, you not only have the product and deliverable that you were looking for with a done for you service, but you know how to do it yourself. So could you come back and say, yes, I want to do this again with you? Absolutely. But most likely nine out of 10, you're going to be able to go out into the world and be like, oh, I can do this myself or I can hire someone to do it themselves and make sure that they're doing it correctly. Oh, I love that. Cause I see such a space for that. Uh, small business owners, the solopreneurs, like they still need to understand the how and not just have it done. I mean, they're still, they still need that. And you just said it so eloquently, but I was thinking about some of the the clients in the past. And I've always said, like, I will be happy to pass this off to you. You want to do it yourself? Like, yes, please like take control and, and do the work. So I like that you're doing that. And I'm seeing that a lot with like Facebook ads a lot, you know, done with you, but what, like, what do you find yourself doing most of like work-wise? So it's a lot of like, from the copy perspective, it's like co-editing. So like they'll write their first draft and then I'll go back and tell them like, here, this is what I would like to see for the headline. Here's some examples. Do you feel like there's something that aligns more with this page or do you want to use one of these? If it's something that um, like, so it's auditing their work or if it's a funnel, like they take the first stabs at it. They're like, oh, let me look, let me try to do the design or they start with the template. And then we go in together and we decide how are we going to make this more you and yeah. it's those types of things. And then it's getting on consulting calls. So that way they are able to do the whole, um, like if they feel overwhelmed, we can sit there on a call and just together go through like, boom, boom, boom. We just knocked out all these things. Here's your homework before the next call. Does that feel comfortable to you? And usually it's like, yes, that's what I needed because I just needed someone to check in with yes. that I know has my best interest at heart. Yeah, I can steer them in the right direction. Okay, that makes more sense with ads or with copy. And then it's more, it's collaborative. And is that easier on you? It's easier on me. It is easier on me, but what I love about it is that there is no if ands or buts about it if it is in their words. Which granted for copywriting, when you're doing copywriting well, it's market it's like taking market research and then fitting it into a framework. So it's not it's really like their words plus their clients' main words and then mashing it together and saying like let's put it problem, let's do a solution, let's do the um, let's do it that way, like the PSA or ADA, whatever framework you're using. Yeah. So that is pretty simple, but sometimes pulling out that marketing research and getting them to have a conversation, getting it all together is oftentimes the hard part because it's weird for me to go up to your clients and say, Hey, can we get on a call? So that way I can talk to you about their business. It's sometimes awkward or me looking up all of this research on your, what something that you love. Cause if it's something that you love, you're going to be like, you're going to be looking at all the books. You're going to be going on YouTube and just spending hours doing it. So there's a it just becomes easier for you when it's your passion and when it's something that you love. And then, but I don't want to extract that from you because I don't want to take more of your time. So if you say, okay, 
I love doing this. Let me write out some things and um, take a stab at a sales page and then turn it over to someone so that I can get perfected. That's usually what they need because usually yeah. when you're writing, you're writing for the perfect copy. It gives them the permission to go, okay, I know this isn't the final draft. Someone else is going to go over it. Someone else yeah. is going to edit it. So that's, it gives them that permission to be like, let me just write. Yeah. I like that. Oh, I love it. And sometimes starting from scratch can be so hard as the the freelancer ourselves and they need to have some like, like that more skin in the game. Like it, I, I, it's part of, it's their business. So like we can't do it for them. And that's probably one of the biggest complaints I have when they think they just hire, I don't know, I'm not even sounding articulate right now, but I see a lot of business owners who just expect like their virtual assistant or like their teammate or whatever, just to like make their business dreams come true. I'm like, you've got to put in the effort and the work. And that comes with like validating your offer, doing that research, like all of that stuff. Like, yeah, we could put like some topical stuff on there and like do some of the marketing and the grunt work and like keep that like wheel going in the background, but like you have to do the work. So I like that it involves them in that process. Genius. (laughs) And it also cuts out the people that are not going to want to do that. That's one thing that I do like about this business model, because what I'm seeing a lot with the rise of entrepreneurs is that I almost feel like in a couple of years, we're going to be reporting that it's not 50% of people that make it to the five-year mark. It's more like 30%. And the reason being is there's this huge growth of entrepreneurs, but they don't have grit. They don't have the, I can do it spirit. So you'll see them almost handicapping themselves because yes, it makes sense to find out someone else who already has the knowledge and go faster. Love that. I love mentorship. I love that is the way to which to go 100%. However, we have a lot of entrepreneurs who like jump into a Facebook group and ask like, how do I send an email? Like it's like, not that little, but like they're asking simple questions that if you would have placed that same question into Google, you would have already gotten your answer within the first three pages that pop up. And you wouldn't have even had to ask other people and you wouldn't have put it out there that you don't know your business that well. Cause you're just asking for free labor with granite. I love those. Cause I love the, I call it the generosity method. That's how I usually um, generate more discovery calls because I will go in and I'll answer it more than the next person, but it becomes very taxing to see the same question over and over again. And it's like, you didn't even try. So if you didn't try on this simple thing, I know you're not going to try when it comes to your funnel, which makes me wonder, are you going to try when it comes to your clients, which makes me wonder, are you going to actually be able to give the service and impact that you need to be? Or are you going to be one of these entrepreneurs who takes the money and run? Yes. Or and just keep going. It Are you just going to end up making like a crappy course that doesn't sell? You know, like it, there's so much that's, that's deep inside there that that uncovers if they're willing to do the work. And I've always struggled with how to say this to the students because sometimes you just know if they don't give you the things you need to do your job like it's not worth your time aligning with this client for the long term because it's hard it's freaking hard like sometimes I was just telling my team it would be so much easier for me right now so I'm straddling both worlds right I have a course I do client work it would be so much easier just to do the client work than not do this whole like course stuff, market myself stuff, you know, like show up, you know, it's so hard. And I think it's so easy to do and it will just happen like right away. And within like the first year or two of business, and that's just like not the case. So you need those clients who are in it for the long haul that have the grit and the tenacity, especially to stick through it when the challenges happen, when the launches don't go well. So I love that we're talking about that. Okay, I, I wanted to ask you something while you're here and get some of your tips for discovery calls because you have been in the business for a while and dealt with a lot of the clients. So like, what kind of advice can you give everyone here in the group for, I know we're having trainings in the summit, but like, what, what's your take on that? And how can somebody 
set themselves up for success for getting the gig, getting hired. And some things that you already mentioned, it's 100% making it an automated process. So it's not taking up your admin time. That is something that a lot of people, especially pre-pandemic, I think it's become less of a problem now, but yeah. getting a calendar set up, making it so that way you're not going back and forth of like, hey, is Wednesday at three good for you? No, that's not good for me. Okay, how about Thursday at seven? Like, like you don't have to do that. And then on top of that, throwing in time zones now, because we are a global community, like you don't want to do it. So like just setting up a calendar, even if it's something free like Calendly or Acuity, they have free options that can make it easier for you. That's my first thing is like always automate the parts that you can. What goes along with that is sending a confirmation and reminders. So many people like they just send the confirmation email and that's it. And then they hope the person shows up for the call. I am, I call myself the queen of follow-up. I actually used to have a teacher who, who called me that in school because I would I would ask her a question and turn around like a couple of days later if I hadn't gotten the answer yet. It'd be like, so did you find out the answer to that thing? And she's like, wow, all the time. Like I knew, I know I need to an answer it. I'll get back to you. I'll ask her a couple of days later. And she's like, yes, yes, I got the answer. I'm sorry, I forgot to tell you. <laughs> but, but like, it's, so I'm that person that'll send you. I send you one that's like a day before. Like, and that one's my one that's like, okay, if you're going to cancel, because something came up, you know, 24 hours before. That's traditionally when you know something that like came up that actually is going to like, you're like, oh, I want to do that thing instead. That's when that's that time is. And so I'm like, okay, I send it at 24 hours before. Great. Okay. If you're going to cancel or you're going to stick around, then I send it 12 hours before. Because that's like, if you miss that first one, or if you're like, oh, I'm going to send her an email, mm, but you didn't. So then that one catches all those other people. It's still like, oh yeah, I want to go to the water park tomorrow. I forgot to tell her. Like that catches those people. And then the I do a one hour before. And that's usually like if an emergency came up, like my water yeah. heater broke at six in the morning. Cause of course it always happens overnight. And I had calls all that day. And like some of them, it's like, they just slipped through. Like I forgot to tell like this person. Oh, but like, because I got that one hour email, it's like, oh, hey, hey, so sorry. I'm dealing with a huge puddle all over my entire house. So please, yeah. please excuse me. I need to reschedule this. That's that one. And it makes sure that they show up on time and that it doesn't waste your time. Because if you're waiting for someone in a discovery call format, like you're waiting to sell to someone and they ultimately, if they don't show up and that could have been time that you did worked on your business, worked on one of the, your clients work, worked on Ooh. or got someone else into that slot. They, there's too many, too much cost to them not showing up. Yes. And that's the part that so many people don't do. And then the other part that I think is insanely important. It's like you mentioned, having a form or some type of intake form beforehand, depending on how many questions it are, a lot of people are going to be like, oh, they're serious about this. I don't want to waste their time. I'm not ready for it. Mm -hmm. Amen. Or it can just like divide up what you're going to talk about on the call. Because yeah. if you're finding out their income bracket, if you're finding out what they're thinking about spending on this project, you're finding out what their project is, their website, it gives you ammo to be able to go check out their website, check out what um, what their values are, check out who they are as a person yeah. and start deciding what you're going to do. And, and I've, although there's like some standard questions that I definitely think everyone should ask, like finding out their website, finding out what they, what they're currently making, what they want to make and what they feel like this project will be, will cost them. So, you know, their mindset when they come into the call, there's also like some extraneous ones you can ask. Like I used to have someone on the, um, who I was redoing her discovery call forms and everything. And she's one of her questions that she was like, this needs to be on there is it sounds weird. Cause like, no one's going to say yes to this, but it was, are you racist? And it was yes or no. And it's like, if you go onto this form, you know that she is super social justice because it was a, it's a woman, it was a white woman. So like, and so for her to ask that question, it's like, she's super into social justice. She's going, like, she's not going to be playing that game. This is like, this is a value system for her. Like, 
you're not like either you're going to oh. say yes and, and like, I don't need to message you or you're going to say no. And you know that these aren't conversations that we're going to have. It's not something I should see show up in your business. So she was oh like, and I, when she told me that I was like, I'm down for it. I don't like, I don't know how that works out for you. Like you still get people that are qualified and you have people that are like, cause she's like, yeah, I get people that go down the call and they're like, I'm with you. Like, I don't like they get on the call and she's like, I don't even have to really tell them the price sometimes. Like it's someone that's like that rocks with that personality type. They're like, yeah, I want like, like I want to work with you. And those are the things I think are incredibly important. Like being able to set yourself up for success, because if you don't have those questions, not like those questions, the questions that relate to your personality and relate to what your business is, you're going to get people on the call who are like, oh yeah, I just wanted to find out. Like if they have mm-hmm. to tell you what their income is now, what they expect the project to be, and you know that they're coming into the project thinking it's, oh, I can only spend $500, but your lowest service for done for you is 5000 Then you're finding out like, okay, maybe we can do a strategy call that's only $500, or maybe we can do X, Y, and Z. Then you're finding out like, okay, this is what I know I can work with you on, or mm-hmm. we can set you up for the future of this is what we need to get to. And let's change your ideas of what this, what my, <laughs> what my value is. Cause then you have to speak to your value at that point in time. Yes. It costs more. And- oh my gosh. I love that. And I, I like that you kind of get their mindset for pricing because it gives you something to work with. Otherwise you're, you can be totally surprised because you, what, what is normal for you and I to charge could be out of left field for somebody else. So I like that thought going into it with like, well, what will work? And what, what could I do? Exactly. And something that I'm testing even beforehand is like, it used to be like, oh, if it's over 2K, you want to put it beforehand. You don't want to put it on the, on the website. You want to make sure that they like get on the call and that's how you sell them, blah, blah, blah. I have found with yeah. some people in some sectors, it's actually better to put the price before. It's like letting them know this is how much, um, if it's a set service, how much it is, because some people are afraid to get on the call because they're afraid to waste your time and their time by finding out that it is $5,000 and that they can't afford it right now. Yeah. Or that they can't become resourceful for it, which a scarcity mindset in some in some parts is actually um, still sometimes true. That's going to scare some people because they're going to see it and they're not going to know the value of it. Yeah. Other side of it is someone who is not ready to spend five thousand dollars to make their business go. If that is the price of your service, is not someone you want to get on the phone with because regardless, you can show them the transformation, you can do all the things, but they most likely will still say no because they already have it in their mind that they don't want to say yes to that number. Yeah. So it's very probable that it could go either way. And if you give them a great landing page leading up to it, showing the value, showing all those things, and you're by the time they get to the end and they see that price, they're like, okay, I can still get on the sales call and at least talk about this, figuring yeah. out like maybe it's maybe it's a two months from now conversation. Yeah. How do you think that would work for virtual assistants who are more hourly and less custom, you know, project pricing? So when I do think about like hourly and doing in that type of work, I usually try to cap it and like creating a continuous, like, so that if I know that I can only dedicate 10 hours to someone and I want to make sure I get paid for 10 hours beforehand, I would like to tell someone like I do packages of 10 hours, 15 hours or 20 hours. And like that, and that locks you in for that amount. And so that means I will be able to guarantee you that during this month, you will get 20 hours. But, and if we go less than that, too bad, so sad. I had to make sure I gave you those 20 hours because that keeps me from if we only do the 10 hours or we're on a continuous basis of me doing hourly, then I figure out, oh, like, hey, you need this extra thing done this month and it's going to, it's 10 hours I don't have for you. Like, that's the thing. That's what it saves you from. It saves your client from, from their perspective. It's, 
I want to be able to treat you like the VIP that you are. And I don't want to overbook myself with too many clients. I know I have this amount of work hours. If I am contracted to five people and they have these hours, I know that I can guarantee you your hours because of this model versus I work for you when you ask me to. And all of a sudden Joe Smoke comes in with a project and I have to give him all the hours that he paid for. And then you end up losing in that situation just because we're only month to month on how many hours you give me. Hey, let me just interrupt for a second and invite you to the How to Work on the Line Masterclass. I am teaching the five areas online business owners need to hire out right now. This is a free training. Just pick your day and time and attend and watch it when you get a chance. It's about an hour long. We're going to cover online business industry lingo, buzzwords, and the behind the scenes job positions you could be doing. We're also covering what you need to know to get hired online and stand out above the competition. Head over to emilyreaganpr.com, link is in the show notes, to sign up right now and get your learning on and you're going to gain clarity and have your eyes open to the remote work possibilities. I'll see you there. Once again, emilyreaganpr.com slash masterclass. All right, back to the show. Yeah, I could not agree with that more. And I think that kind of gets rid of some of those like baby business owners too. Sometimes we get them. Sometimes we get the job leads and they only need a couple hours a month. And like, you just need to know up front, like, are you there? Are you past that? If you're past that, like be up and clear and um, disclose that. I think early on, and that was going to be one of my questions is if you put your prices or not. And I've gotten to the point where I haven't had to jump on a lot of discovery calls. So this is not really my forte, but I've always liked to be upfront with it because I didn't want to back, at least when I was hourly, I didn't want to waste time mm-hmm. doing that. Now it's like different with some of my pricing, but some of my VAs are, or some of my students are offering those packages. And so like, you can totally like show that pricing ahead of time. So good. I like that you brought that up with the 2K price point too. Mm-hmm. Even when I was doing hourly work, because I was like, oh, let me do some like tech stuff because I liked to doing the implementations I like you. Yeah. <laughs> I would say I would say like it's $85 an hour with a minimum of five hours a month. So like that gives them the room of if they want to buy more, but it also gives me the room to say, no, I can't afford to give you more to this month. Yeah. Yeah. I love that too. And it gives you that wiggle room. It never goes as fast as you think. <laughs> or like, is their Facebook set up a mess? Like how much cleanup am I doing? So I like offering that package instead of like single to an hour, (laughs) single hour. Um, Any other tips or discovery calls? This has been so good. I know everyone's like soaking it in. And um, what about when you're on the call? Like uh, you got a good hot tip for us? So when I'm on the call, I like to do like Liz talks about this a lot. She, I don't think she does it in a presentation, but it's a, she calls it 80, 15, five. So that's the percentage. 80% of the time is when they're talking. 5% of the time is when you can talk freely. And 15% of the time is when you're like answering questions essentially. So 15% of the time is when you like, so you ask questions, they ask you questions, you answer those things. 5% of the time, if you're limiting yourself to just 5% of the time is when you talk about yourself and when you are talking freely, essentially is that's when you're going to say like, oh, I'm a launch strategist and this is what I've been doing for my business. And then you turn it back around to talking about them. Because one of the things that I I have a lot of people that get on discovery calls and like they get to the end and they're like, I really expected you to just talk about yourself a lot. They're like, I get on calls like that. And I'm like, I don't really care about you. I want you to know about my projects. You can actually give me a decent price or you can tell me what I need to do. And I'm like, that's, that, and that's what I, that's what I need to know. Like I need yeah. to know if, because if you tell me like, oh, you're a 
local product-based business in Timbuktu, I, I'm not the person for you. I'm not going to try to stretch myself to be the person for you because I want you to get the most impact out of your business. Yeah. I can possibly refer you to someone who is, but yeah. I need to know those things. So th- I've done a lot of the letting them talk about themselves, letting them talk about their business, asking very detailed questions because I do do research beforehand to find out who they are, what their business is. And then mm-hmm. the end, I'll tell them if they ask me questions like, oh, what do you do? I'll tell them because I don't assume that they know everything about me. But I also don't just like vomit up all of my business resume history. Um, <laughs> that, that is one thing that's been huge for me. Being able to be almost permission-based. I wait till they ask me. Like I'll tell them like, how else can I support you? Um, I'll send you up a, a summary of our call. So you have any strategies that we talked about and that you can move forward in your business. Okay. But other than that, like I don't, I don't automatically go into this is what I can do for you. I'm very permission based. Where it's if they say like, oh yeah, when I ask them like, how can, how else can I support you? Is there anything else I can do for you on this call? Um, they'll usually say that if they are ready to move forward, and it's like it's that much of a pain point to them. They'll say, oh, I was kind of expecting you to like present something to me or like tell me how you can help me. It's like, oh, I can definitely do that for you. If that's something that you're ready for, and they usually say yes, and then I go into telling them about it. So that way, they ask me to uh, to tell them because people don't like to be sold to they like to buy yeah so and they don't like to purchase things they like to they don't necessarily like to be like i'm going to give you money but they love to own stuff so i give them the opportunity to be like oh please let me own or invest in myself through your services and when they ask that then it's like okay cool let me tell you how i feel like we can go with this and it usually lines up to the strategy that i told them if i told them any strategy at all and that's usually, and that's how it goes versus it being, if we get to the end of the call and they're just like, okay, thank you. I'll, I'll like to see that thing. And like, then I send them the email and sometimes they message back, like they'll message me and say like, oh, thank you so much for this. I feel like I can run this in my business. Awesome. I'm so happy I impacted you that way. Sometimes I'll come back two weeks later. Like, I really don't know how to do this myself. I'm like, cool. This is how I can help you. So it always comes back to either them asking me to tell them how I can help them. Otherwise, if you don't want me to help you, it's not that much of a pain point. And I want yeah. someone who's going to open their mouth and say, I want help on this because that's also this person that will go into Google and search the small things. That's someone who's going to have that grit. When I've, I've found that the people that don't ask that I have to sell into it, those are the people that don't, they ultimately don't end up doing the work. They want it all done for them. They want to just have a business overnight. Oh my God. That, what an interesting way to look at it. First of all, you're doing a sales tactic by getting them to like nod. Yes. Right. Like, yes, I want to know more. Tell me what you do. <laughs> That's like definitely um, a thing to do, but I like that you are not overselling yourself and I completely can get behind that because like just with the price points, like if you have to convince them that this is going to help their business, like they're just, they're not the right person. <laughs> they're the, not the right client and you're making sure this is the right client for you on top of it. Mm-hmm. So there's so much into that. I didn't think about that. And I come from the mindset of manifestation world. I very much believe there is abundance in this world that the things that are for me will come to me. So if you get on this, usually by the time that you've gone through everything else in my discovery call process, you have already decided I want to work with this person. Like it's pretty much me getting on the phone and deciding if I can give you what you need to be able to get the result that you're looking for. Yeah. At that point in time, I'm pr- almost interviewing you to find out if you are a right fit for what my service is. And when we get to the end, if you're, if you're not convinced of that, then I didn't do my, I, then you technically are not because I didn't convince you. And the universe is saying eh, something in there saying like red flag, 
on the play. Like, yeah, I, I don't ever push a red flag. <laughs> a red flag client will not end well. <laughs> yes, I am in business. I'm good at this now in relationships. I'm awful. Yeah. Oh and that's like, I'm, I'm literally like, how come I can't take this idea of something that I do in my own business and transfer that to my relationship life? And I'm like, you know what? The universe is saying it's not right for you right now. It's not time. Yeah. I was going to give that to you too. So is that a question? Do you use the manifestation or um, abundance mindset? Is that one of your questions? Cause that would be good. It's not like, one of my questions right now. Um, I feel like it probably should be, and it could make it work, but I am very much a, once they realize the pricing and thought processes about that, I usually can tell right then. Cause if you have a scarcity mindset and you see the fact that this might be $2,000 for a day rate or $5,000 for uh, um, for a 90 day commitment, then if you have a scarcity mindset, you're not going to sign up for that. Yeah. It's just not going to, it's like that, that meme that goes around of like the $500 customer. That's like, Oh, can we do X, Y, and Z? Can we change this? Can we do this? Can we do that? Can I, can we get on a call? I need to talk Mm -hmm. to you Thursday or versus the $5,000 like here, just let me know when it's done. Yeah. Like oh my God. Mindsets. I love that meme. And I love it. Like even in my own community. And I say this within my membership, like I need that, like people who are coming from abundance because we are sharing a lot of jobs and you don't need to take everyone. You do not have to be desperate and put yourself out there. You don't need to like uh, be cutthroat about it. And I like love that I've created this community based on that because it can be different in other freelancer worlds. And I was like, I don't want that. Don't want that. And people who think $47 a month is too expensive and don't see like the return of like client work and referrals that will come like, no, that like scarcity mindset is not welcome because it's going to, it's going to come, it's going to manifest with like the job leads and, you know, the referrals and like other bad behavior. So uh, I I, like know where this is going. Like I see the flags. (laughs) And for those those people on their discovery calls, it manifests in the way of, of how you handle them. One thing that I will do is if I get to the end of a call and it's someone that says like, oh, they want someone who does, um, it's a good example. They want someone who does content marketing or they want someone who does, um, someone who I recently, oh God, um, someone who does, let's just stick with SEO. They want someone that does content marketing. I could very easily say, oh, talk to my friend, Sharon, or someone who does quizzes. Um, I, yeah. I know a woman like, like Linda, I think. We, yeah, we I both, work with yes. her. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, and I are like, I can easily say like, oh, Linda does great with quizzes here. Talk to her. Like I can do that in my discovery calls to be like, then refer you to someone else, even though you ended up on my calendar because of that. One of the yeah. hugest things is I'm on, um, hire a marketer by funnel gorgeous because of the certification. Yeah. And one of the things that's at the bottom of my page is like, Hey, like if you got all the way to the bottom of my page and you don't book a call with me the copy got you, but there's something about me that's not working. So at there, I say like, Hey, not your cup of tea. Here are other people that I've worked with that I can vouch for. And so like, and there are other um, marketers on the, on the platform that I can say like, go check out their profiles. And I had someone who got to the discovery call process. They're like, I really, that's partly why I booked the call because like the fact that you were willing to say like, you can talk to these people also. And I'm like, yeah, I don't like, even if we got on this call and you said something that makes it go like, Oh, you know what? This is really such and such a zone of genius. Yeah. I'll even make the introduction. I want you to make the most out of what you need right now, because who knows when you're going to come back and you say, I need her zone of genius. Or when they catch someone that's like, you know what, that's Alexandria's zone of genius. I want them to know, like, this is something that I do. I'm more than happy to say, meet this person. Oh my God. I love this so much because you know, this is like what I've been doing for years. And I never thought about being, I never thought about that on like the book me page, but like that, that's what I'm doing. Like, connecting people in my community with work 
because I can't do it all and I don't want to do it all. But I love that. And I think people need to understand the importance of a community, uh, wherever that is or wherever your peers are, how powerful that can be if you start like getting visible even within your own peer group. That's why you need to attend day one. (laughs) This has been such a pleasure. I was so excited for everyone to meet you. And I enjoyed our chat. And I'm really excited about the Scale Your Sales Summit happening very, very soon. You guys can sign up. The link is in the comments right here. If you guys are catching this on the replay, let us know when you sign up. And if you have any questions for Alexandria, please post them here. And you have any parting words of wisdom? Oh, parting words of wisdom. Right. It's always a good, a good. I know. <laughs> I wish I was more philosophical. I um, know. You're, you're better than me. Let me tell you. <laughs> I would always say to um, definitely walk with an, an idea of abundance because in almost all parts of my business, when one way that I get leads is that I'm super generous in Facebook groups. And that usually leads to people booking on my discovery calls. I'm super generous in discovery calls because I can give you the entire strategy that I would work for you. But most of the time people will not end up implementing it because they need help. If we follow up in emails, like I'm very much the person of, I want to be able to support you because I want you to be able to get to the point where you don't have to feel desperate in your business. And that has been the biggest game changer in my own business and in my own life, for sure. Because I used, I've gone from the scarcity mindset. I've gone from the scared mindset. I've gone from feeling like, oh my God, where is my next dollar coming from to just trusting the universe and having that abundance. And it's something that we don't think about as entrepreneurs until we get further. We're always thinking like, I'm going to be that person when I get X, I'm going to be that person when I do this. One of the things like even just keeping with my values, 5% of the sales for if you decide to get the all access pass and go or backstage pass and go a little bit further with with the summit is that 5% of the sales are going to OUR, the Operation Underground Railroad. And I could have been like, no, I want to keep all the money. But Instead, I was, I realized that this is a something that takes my heart that is for helping get kids out of being sex trafficked and traffic and, or human trafficking in general. And mm-hmm. for me, those small actions and living in abundance are a huge thing for changing how your life builds up and how you um, how you show up in the world. So instead of being that person two years from now, when you know that you're making all of the money, so therefore you can afford to give referrals, you can afford to send to other people and afford to work out of your zone of genius, be that person now. Because yes. when you set yourself up to be that person, the universe recognizes that that's who you are and sends you the opportunities. Yeah. Oh my God. That is so good. You're so philosophical. But yeah, <laughs> this is, I mean, this is really, I have like clicked with you from the moment we have talked and I am just so glad you're in my world now. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure and we'll see you over there on the, in the speaker's lounge and at the summit. Yes. I'm so excited. Thank you. Right. Bye lady. That was by far a very valuable insight to the discovery call process. It should give you a lot of confidence in how you show up for your next one, and I hope you get the gig. There's more training where that came from inside my Digital Media VA crash course. We have a whole bonus with Heather Sager talking about discovery calls, and I also do a training inside my work group with Michelle Terpstra about discovery calls. Check all of that out because there's a lot of information out there, and I know so many freelancers sweat this, and I just love Alexandra's confidence, and it's going to come with you doing it over and over again. Yes, there will be some rejections, but you got it. You're only going to get better and better, and think of it as one door closing, other doors open, other doors of opportunity, all right? Next week on the show, we're talking 
about repurposing video content. And then the week after, I want you to stick around because we're going to talk about even more confidence when it comes to talking about your price and raising your rates. You're going to love that one too. All right. I'll see you soon. ready to learn the digital marketing and social media skills that will get you hired online, head over to vacrashcourse.com where you can learn about my five-week program, the Digital Media VA Crash Course. Small business owners and solopreneurs want to hire someone who gets it and who can help them implement just about everything. They're looking for a magical assistant who does it all. With my comprehensive training, you can get your foot in the door and become a unicorn. Check out vacrashcourse.com. And and she adds so like she it was about like a week. It's about a week, two weeks, I guess. Two weeks. Oh, well, a week and a half now.